not drive time. So, so, so get ready and bear with it. We are honored. Making appearance. Gotta love it. <laughs> Let's get into big things, getting into week four of the regular season. And big thing one is here we go. Question mark. Big news in the NFL yesterday as the Tennessee Titans are dealing with some positive COVID tests. Three players, five staff members testing positive. Titans and Minnesota Vikings shutting down their facility yesterday as they played last week. And the Titans getting ready for a game on Sunday against the Steelers. It's reported that they're not allowed back in the facility until Saturday. A constant reminder if we even forgot that this COVID is still around. We still have to take it seriously. And if the day everyone has kind of been waiting for, is there going to be an outbreak in the NFL? This appears to be something sort of like that. So we'll definitely monitor that closely going forward. Big thing too is better believe it. Joe Burrow off to a great start, throwing for two touchdown passes last week and a tie against the Eagles. The secondary for Jacksonville will be tested, no doubt, going into this week. However, DJ Hayden is taking a more simple approach going into week four. Oh man, we're gonna have to lock in, strap up, get some pass breakups, get some turnovers, you know, make them uncomfortable, get some sacks. You know, we just gotta got a ball out, man. We just, you know, the last two weeks we didn't really get it done, so we got to get it done this week. And finally, big thing three is the underdog. The Jags are a three-point underdog going into this Cincinnati game. It's the first time this season that the Bengals have been favored in a game, but honestly, I think we all can agree that might be okay. We're starting to think this team, and especially that guy Gardner Minshew, kind of like to be the underdogs going into games. They were favored against the Miami Dolphins. That's definitely going to turn out in their favor. So we'll see if this is a kind of a trend. If they're the underdog going into a game, they play better with a chip on their shoulder. Let's go back up to big thing one. That is the biggest news around the league and in the country a lot of times for today. So Brian Sexton, it's kind of the day, sadly, we all were thinking could happen. There were times we're like, you know what? This might not happen. But it took until week four of the season for, for more positive tests to come up. Well, if you just look at the landscape of football in general, and you've seen college games postponed, you know, Baylor and Houston and Notre Dame and Wake Forest, and um, I, my son goes to FAU, and they still haven't played a game. They've backed it up a couple of times. So the reality of it is, is that in a game played like football in close quarters, it was bound to happen. I, you know, I think we've all given, rightly, praise to get to this point without it happening. And now all of a sudden they're going to have to deal with it. So we'll see, you know, just how prepared they are. Obviously, the commissioner sent out that um, now well-reported memo to league executives saying that they expected this. And we'll see if they've got it nailed down. What I'm interested to see is, A, what they do with the Titans-Steelers game on Sunday. Did they move it to Monday night, which has happened many times, whether it's a hurricane or the Metrodome in Minneapolis deflating or a snowstorm in Philadelphia. They've moved games to Monday night before. Do they try that, or do they wait and try to move it back in the schedule where they've made some adjustments in this thing? Um, I'm interested in how they respond. Agreed, and it's looking like the trend is anything but normal. So, John, right now the news is that they're still trying to play the game on Sunday. Tennessee can't come back into the facility till Saturday. They're going to do virtual work and see what happens, but... Do you expect this game to happen on Sunday? I mean, as of right now, that seems incredibly optimistic. Well, if there's no other, 
again, this is uh, from afar, no inside information. If there's no other positives and the situation doesn't change, I absolutely expect to play it Sunday. Because of a couple of things I read last night that were interesting, I think shed some light on it. The league knew coming into this or expected that there was going to be some cases where maybe one team had less preparation time than another. There's talk the Titans may not practice until maybe Saturday. The league knew and teams were informed, evidently, that, hey, there might be some inequities in terms of how you prepare. We're getting this COVID thing in. I'd be very surprised if just, if just I'm not saying it lightly, but for three players being on the COVID list, three absences, I'd be very surprised if they don't try to play. Because moving forward, the league's going to try to get this thing in if it's safe. If, if, if a couple of teams are down in terms of how they prepare or if there are some inconveniences at the facility, they expected that. This is sort of back to maybe in July and August when it was like, how are we going to get this in? It's been calm so far. This may not look calm going forward, but they're going to try to get this thing in. I don't think they cancel or postpone this week because they still need contingency plans going forward. If they already do it for this, they run out uh, later mm-hmm. on. So, yeah, I think they play on Sunday. Well, and this is going to start a trend. And what's been left off this is that Minnesota also, now they've had no positive tests Mm -hmm. yet. Uh, They're out of their facility and they're supposed to play in Houston. So, you know, that could rise over the next couple of days and further complicate this. One other thing I think that bears mentioning, Ashlyn, and that is the Steelers have had no positives. They're going to get a plane and go to Nashville and play against the Titans, where obviously COVID has been an issue. So how are those players going to respond? Mike Tomlin was very forceful, mm-hmm. though it appeared he was unhappy with this, uh, yesterday when they were talking with the media about the fact that they've got to grit up and go play the Titans. And one other thing that, that came up yesterday, and that was that there were some Las Vegas Raiders who were out at a, uh, a fundraiser for uh, Darren Waller, the tight ends foundation, and they were photographed without masks on. So this whole thing is going to be heightened this weekend. It'll be interesting to see how it all rules out. Yes, it will. Only the beginning, I have a feeling, of the COVID news this week. All right, let's get into big thing two, which is better believe it. Joe Burrow, obviously a very talented quarterback. But John Ogier, I was talking to Tony Baselli for a segment we shoot on Mondays. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's super talented. Uh, but let's talk about this offensive line. He was sacked eight times against the Eagles. So Tony was saying you can be as great of a quarterback as you want, but with this offensive line, maybe this is the week we see the Jaguars pass rush finally be successful and be a big presence on the field. Tony Vaselli. Um, but yeah, that being <laughs> said, it is a, uh, it sounds like an opportunity. I always sort of hesitate when I hear a stat like that. Well, this one team's offensive line is struggling, so another team's pass rush is going to get going. Yes, the Bengals have had to move some guys around. Their right guard situation has been in flux. They've got Jonah Williams on the left side who's playing uh, for the first time at tackle. Didn't play last year, number one pick in 2019. They've got some things that on paper make you look at it and say, okay, the Jaguars pass rush needs to get going. But... The guys who were there at the Bengals are still NFL players. So far this season, the Jaguars' pass rush hasn't really shown that it can get going against anybody. So until that group shows some signs of life, 
I'm not going to assume that just because the Bengals are struggling, the Jaguars can do it. Jaguars' talent is there. They've got to get going. It looks like it's a good situation, but they've got to do it, and they can't assume just because another team's been struggling that they're going to do it. But it's key. You know, Ashlyn, the, um, the best defense for the Jaguars on Sunday is a strong offense. You know, don't play from behind. Build a lead. Be able to score. Don't put yourself in a position where you're giving Joe Burrow opportunities to pick apart a team that has major weaknesses in the middle of its defense and has not been able to get to the quarterback. You know, Burrow's been sacked 14 times, the most in the NFL, which is no surprise. He's a rookie quarterback. But I've been impressed with him because he stands in the pocket. And in kind of like Tom Brady, he's letting you know this is his space. And I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to make the throws. They're not quite ready to protect him like that yet, but he's comfortable in standing in there and making throws. And you saw his arm. He has a very nice delivery. Mm-hmm. Definitely a talented quarterback, and it is no secret Doug Marone has put a strong emphasis on this team wanting to start much faster going into week four. So we'll see what happens. We're going to hear from head coach Doug Marone at 9 o'clock this morning. And when we come back, some Ashland ass getting the whiteboards out on a Wednesday here on Jags Drive Time. With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com I'm Chantel Baker, fiancé of DJ Chark. My fiancé is always prepared with a game day plan and so am I. I'm always looking for easy ways to save time and Publix helps me tackle everything from pre-game prep to post-game cleanup with prices that are never out of bounds. This week at Publix, assorted varieties of always ultra-thin maxi pads and liners are on sale for $5.49. Available at Publix where shopping is a pleasure. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. and fair reminds you to continue to wear a mask help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Fair and fair protecting you and your family since 1979. Back on Jaguars drive time a Wednesday morning which means the whiteboards are out for Ashland Ass getting ready for the Jaguars to head to Cincinnati on Saturday to take on the Bengals. So let's take a look back for the first Ashland Ask. I hate to be negative this morning, but at times I must. Fellas, what was the most disappointing aspect of last week's game against the Dolphins? There are a few options, but when you're looking back, what's the one thing that you're like, ugh, 
that stinks that that happened to the Jaguars. Number one most disappointing thing. Normally I'm an optimist, but gotta keep it real this morning. All right, Brian Sexton or John Osier, what says you? Anyone got an answer? Oh, Can you read oh, that? Brian, you're up. That's uh, turnovers. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe hold it way back here and you can get it. Uh, there we go. Better. The whiteboard's not working this morning. Turnovers. Uh, <laughs> two interceptions in the game against the Titans. Come back in a, in a primetime game against the Dolphins at home. Uh, the fumble that led directly to a touchdown, the interception. Um, Gardner Minshew last year struggled with holding on to the football. And that fumble, even though it was a good play by the Dolphins defender, that fumble worries you. And four turnovers in the last two games are disappointing for a team whose margin for error is thin. You can't afford to turn the ball over, especially at point blank range. But you can't give up that many possessions. You guys know the numbers. The average game has 11 possessions per team. You can't give the Dolphins 13 and take only nine. Not a recipe for success, to say the least. All right, John Osier, disappointing. What says you? Yeah, on, on Brian's, the interception didn't bother me that much, but I couldn't agree with him more. The fumble in the pocket when you're sort of dancing around, that's what hurt him last year. You didn't want to see that come back up. So that's got to end, and I think Brian agrees with me on that. My Ashland asked answer, three in three, meaning three defensive touchdowns in the first three possessions. That continues a trend. The Jaguars have to stop that if they're going to win any games. Obviously, you can't give up touchdowns in your first three. They've got to stop the, stop the slow starts defensively. Uh, it goes without saying. Yep, Jaguars defense allowing an opening possession touchdown all three games, needless to say. Got to start quicker. My most disappointing thing is what they had going for them, which was third down conversions. That was their thing. NFL best 62% third down conversions the first two weeks. They were number one in the league against the Dolphins, 3-4-10. Not good. That was their one thing that you said, you know what? Jaguars are really talented at third down conversions. This is what they're going to be talented at this year. Not the case, week three against the Dolphins. All right, we're done being negative. Let's go into this game against the Bengals, and let's go ahead and give a score prediction of what we think the Jaguars will come home with in Cincinnati, and who will be the breakout guy on the Jaguars that we're going to talk about Sunday night, rapid recap. We're going to say, hey, this guy, he had a pretty good game. hope you guys don't steal mine. It's an obvious one. All right, what do we got? Anyone? Anyone at all? Hello? Well, you threw two questions yep. at. Brian, you're up. That was actually two asked. My gosh, back. how long does it take? <laughs> all right, Brian, explain yourself. Well, I don't know who wins. Um, I know that Joe Burrow can put up numbers. He has five touchdowns and only one interception on the season. Um, and I think that DJ Chark comes back and shows you just how important he is to this offense. I mean, I can't overstate this. The lack of Chark last Thursday night just 
fundamentally took away the functionality of this offense. He makes so many things happen and so many different things possible. Um, I think he has a big game in his return. I don't know who wins. I just think it's going to be a higher scoring game. And 27-24 seems about right to me. All right, we can work with that. John Osier, do you agree? Well, uh, confession, I, the first thing I had up here was 27-24, and I hate agreeing with Brian on oh. anything, so I changed it. But I, I am going to pick. <laughs> the Jags are going to win section. So, and okay. I think it's Josh, you know, I picked 37-34 to make a point that I think if they're going to win, it's going to have to be a shootout. Whoa. I just don't know if the defense is, it is, going to, is going to stop people. They almost won 33-30 against a very good Titans team. So they can score this kind of point. Um, but I think Josh Allen's going to break out, and it sounds kind of funny to say he's going to break out if it's a uh, <laughs> shootout. But I think by breakout, I mean he'll get a sack or two against a struggling offensive line, and it'll be enough to get a turnover, a big play. Jags still give up points, but they break enough serves in the form of a, of a Josh Allen sack or two. Sexton. All right, I'm liking it. I'm going. 30-21, Jaguars win, put up 30 points, and my breakout player has to be James Robinson. Bengals run defense, second worst in the league, have given up on average 188 yards per game. I think James Robinson, we already know his name, but I think he is a breakout player on Sunday. My last Ashland ass has gone terribly wrong. I tried to keep Riley in the office so I could just show her off, and then she started whining it was this whole scene, but I included a picture of her just so I could show off my roommate's dog, Riley. I was trying to think of something fun. I thought, you know what? Let's just brag about the dog, shall we? That's Riley. Sits by my desk all day, and I love her. It's not a question. It's a statement. That's all I have. Riley? Ugh, how rude. It was her time to shine. Ha-ha! <laughs> Brian, I like it. Wide retriever. I see what you did there. Clever man. I grabbed it before anyone else John, it's did not because about it was dog. the only obvious one. John, it's not about your dog today. It's about Riley. I'll have you know. I can't read what your answer says. Bad dog. Bad dog. That's just rude. I won't my dog's barking. That. So we don't. No, this one is about my dog. She's barking at the painter, so she's a bad dog. That's all I got. <laughs> oh wow this is actually i thought that was joe pumping and barking sounds that is real life barking no 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 yikes no, yeah that's the real deal rat dog bad dog this morning that's one thing we do know when we come back we visit the ozone mailbag here on jaguars drive time and we'll see if this barking ceases no answers on that Hey, Jax fans, we all know Duval is a big place, and you need to get a lot of mileage out of what you drive. That's why Duval Motor Company puts service first. They don't just sell great cars and trucks. Their service departments take care of your loved ones by providing maintenance and repair for every make and model, even the ones they don't sell. They've got all of Duval covered when it comes to your ride. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com. 
Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Oi. Bonjour. Xin chào. Dobry den. Que finançat con? Como te podemos ayudar? If you have an accident, the last thing you should have to worry about is a language barrier. That's why at Fair and Farah, we have a team as diverse as our clients. So no matter what language you speak, we'll fight for your voice. Farah and Farah, here for you. Nahna hon lalkil. Ici, pour vous. Aquí, para todos. Here for all. Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars launched, launched an organization-wide commitment to voter education organized by players and coaches and designed to encourage fans to get in the game with a call for civic engagement. The Jaguars are calling for fans in Florida to register to vote by the October 5th deadline. Visit jaguars.com slash vote as a resource for voter registration and key deadlines. Alrighty, staying here in Jacksonville for our first Ozone snapshot and it is from our guy Heath. A little bit negative this morning, but that's okay. How can the defense be this bad when they have drafted three first-round defensive players the last two years? I know they're young, blah, 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 but come on. They got some good, fast talent here. They aren't being created enough. It all points to the coaching coordinator. John Osier, another fire Todd Wash. Here we go on a Wednesday morning. Well, I'm worn out on the whole coordinator thing. People know how I feel about that whole topic. <laughs> uh, coordinators don't make players great. They don't make players bad. They coordinate. But beyond that, I think the point of the email is the good, fast players. Yes, they have a few good, fast, young players. What I've questioned about this defense from the start, and I think what was a concern internally was, did they have enough experienced, really good players, meaning second contract guys who were really, really good? Josh Allen, Caleb on Chason, ascending to be really good players. I, I still think C.J. Henderson is too. Miles Jack and Joe Schobert are really the only veteran, experienced, big-time players on the defense. So yes, they're still young. I get people are going to use it as an excuse. But I still think that's why you're seeing slow starts, some bad eyes, if you will, looking in bad places early. They've still got to grow up, and I'm not sure there's enough players who are experienced to have them grow up quickly enough, Brian. I just, you, you can't overstate the loss of two premier defensive linemen, uh, Calais Campbell, who is playing at a high level right now in a very good defense, right? But they made the decision to move on from him. And Unique Ngakwe up front. I mean, those are two guys that created all sorts of mismatches. You don't have that right now. Uh, and on the back end, the youth is, is evident. I mean, Trey Herndon's a guy. He, he may be a little better than a guy if you have Jalen Ramsey on the other side. But he's got a rookie on the other side. And we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick take advantage of him 
and of C.J. Henderson with Devontae Parker last week. It just, it's a young defense. They are talented. There are players there, but they don't have that it, that experience, that knowledge. And let's, let's also throw in the fact they didn't get a preseason, right? So September is generally when offenses are ahead of defenses because they know exactly what they're doing. They're throwing the whole playbook out there. Defenses haven't had time to adjust. I expect you'll see this defense get better, play better, as we go along through the season. Still going to have holes in it. I mean, I beat that drum all week Mm -hmm. long. They're not going to be able to fix that this year. They can play better in some spots. That will come in time. Some potential there for the Jaguars defense, and we're all still trying to figure out what they truly will look like. All right, let's go to Jupiter, Florida. Our guy Bill has a question for John. Do you think the Jaguars will play to their strength, the newfound ability to consistently run the football? Time of possession equals keeping the defense off the field, short in the games, John Osier. Well, I think they'd like to gear toward that. I mean, they clearly believe they can run, and I think they believe that correctly. The problem is when you're down 14-0 in 21-7, you can't stick to the run the entire game because, as Doug Marone talked about late last week, when you're down like that, you're wanting to drop back. You're wanting chunk plays. You've got to get back in a hurry. It lends itself to pass rush on the other side, to the turnovers we discussed early, but it mainly lends itself to it's hard to stick to the run as much as you want. So I don't think you're going to see three yards in a cloud of dust, but I think if you stay within the game, then I do think you'll see Jay Gruden try to stick with James Robinson a little more. They're not going to go to it completely, though, because at some point, Gardner Minshew's got to make plays. It's the NFL in 2020. You still need good quarterback play. Well, why do you go and bring in Jay Gruden, who, by the way, was outrageously successful the first two weeks and, and exciting to watch? You don't need Jay Gruden to call run the ball. I mean, you, Doug Marone can do that. Now, this is not – I don't even know if it's a strength yet. Okay, I mean, Robinson has been impressive. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I don't I I thought what I saw the second half of the Colts game and the second half of the Titans game was becoming their strength. Um, DJ Chark and that opened things up for Keelan Cole. Uh, The tight ends in the Titans game were wildly effective. They caught five of seven for first downs and a touchdown. Now, I think their strength is the ability with Jay Gruden to work this offense through Gardner Minshew's strengths. And, I, yeah, run the ball because it's great. But Doug Marone has said time and again, what he really wants to be able to do is run it when he wants to run it. I think you bring in Jay Gruden because you want to be a modern offense, as John just alluded to. Mm-hmm. Great point. And you mentioned DJ Chark. We're going to get an update on his health with that chest injury at 9 o'clock when Doug Marone meets the media. Doug Marone said on Monday, optimistic he could be back against the Bengals. We sure hope so. When we come back, some top tweet here on Jags Drive Time. With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com 
Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in-ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity top tweets top tweets top tweets top tweets back on jack's drive time for a few top tweets and i will admit i did not know miles jack was having this good of a season i knew he was impactful but this tweet definitely showed me more. Miles Jack, most productive linebacker stat-wise in the NFL right now from Pro Football Focus. Best grade with 90.1, with three quarterback pressures and 24 tackles. Brian, we talk about him. We say, you know, this is a guy that we saw a big ceiling for this season. Looks like he's making the moves in the right direction. Well, I mean, this goes to something that John has said since the end of last season. Miles Jack was not as bad in 2019 as everyone made him out to be. It was just that the rest of the defense forced him to try to be all things to all people at all times. And he wasn't able to focus on doing his job. He was worried about everyone else. This year, he's focused on doing his job because Joe Schobert has taken over the quarterbacking of the defense. And he's done a really nice job. What's missing now? The interception, the scoop and score, the stuff that the wildly athletic Jack is capable of doing. Yep, couldn't agree more. And, John, you definitely harped that drum. If, if you haven't checked out Miles Jack press conference from last week, I encourage you to go watch it on jaguars.com. It was very entertaining, and uh, he said that he found out the news about moving over to Weekside when he was on a plane to Australia. Miles Jack, apparently a world traveler in the offseason. And now we get into some transactions here on Top Tweet. Something that kind of got muffled in all the news of the week was Timmy Jernigan Wave from the Jaguars. This is a guy who only played 54 of possible 190 snaps so far this season and was only credited with one tackle. And John, this is a guy that we talked a lot about when he was brought into the Jaguars during training camp. They wanted to get him up to speed. Seems like it kind of just didn't work out with his defense and he didn't mold the way the Jaguars foresaw that happening. Well, unfortunately, when you bring a player in in August, there's usually a reason that he's being brought in in August. And, you know, uh, he wasn't making plays, uh, wasn't very productive. So people ask me, well, why was he released? What about the depth? They think that the players that are there now are better. So, uh, you know, seemed like a good guy. Wish him well. But uh, when you're brought in in August, there's often a reason. Indeed. And now we get to some kicker news. The Jaguars signing two new kickers with Josh Lambeau right now on injured reserve. One of them, a Super Bowl champion with the Seahawks in 2014 and 2015. 
So Brian, this could um this could be a little interesting storyline. If these kickers go out and succeed, then what happens to Josh Lambo? We could have some kicker drama here in Jacksonville. Gotta love it. Well, I mean, Lambeau has been outrageously successful in the two years since they signed him and brought him in, and they gave him the contract. Um, th this allows, if Hauschka goes out and kicks well, this allows you to leave Lambeau on injured reserve longer and make sure that the hip is completely healed. I, I, I imagine that once that they're certain that the hip is ready to go, that Hauschka will be sent packing and Lambeau will come back in because uh, for all his eccentricities, um, he is a terrific kicker. Yes, very reliable guy who right now is dealing with that hip injury like we mentioned on injured reserve. All right, that is our program, Jaguars Drive Time on a Wednesday morning. Stay tuned. Head coach Doug Marone coming up at 9 o'clock. We will see you tomorrow morning looking even more in-depth at this Cincinnati Bengals game on Sunday. We'll see you tomorrow.